Welcome to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you are enjoying this podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. Today's episode is provided to you by Radio Archive, a producer of high-quality pulp ebooks and audiobooks, as well as old-time radio collections. You can receive links to digitally download three of their products by sending an email to detectives at radioarchives.com. That's detectives at radioarchives.com. Now it's time for this week's episode of Philo Vance. The original air date is April the 18th of 1950 and the title is The Golden Key Murder Case. I expect Vance any minute, Mr. Markham. His train got in about a half an hour ago. Thank you, Ellen. It isn't anything important, just that Vance has been away for several days, and I wanted to say hello. Well, I'll ask him to call you. Thank you, Ellen. Bye. Bye. Oh, dear. Let's see. Now, notes on the nylon murder case. It was merely a matter of... Hello there, Ellen. Vance! Well, fine reception. A man's been away for three days, and all his favorite secretary can say to him is Vance. Well, give a gal time. And remember, I didn't just say Vance. I said Vance. <laughs> <laughs> if you're such a good private investigator, you should know what it means when I put my voice in capital letters. I accept your apology. Apology? <laughs> all right, Ellen, let's forget the whole thing. <laughs> What's been happening while I was away? Mr. Markham just called. Uh, Want to call him back? In a moment or so. Anything interesting in the mail? No, just the usual stuff. Oh, except this. Hmm? It uh, came in the mail yesterday. What is it? It's a key, Vance, a golden key. Nothing came with it, no letter, nothing at all. Just a golden key in an envelope addressed to you. Hmm. Unusual, but not particularly interesting. Uh, will you get Mr. Markham for me? I'll be in my private office. I certainly will. Your office might be a little dusty. I haven't been in there. Ellen, come here. What is it? What's the matter? Oh, nothing very much. Except there's a dead man sitting at my desk. What? And in his hand is another of those golden keys. Signal? Oh. How do you like my trains, Billy? Gee, boss, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Good, that suits me fine. Find a set of trains on the market. Bet you thought only children played with toy trains. Gee, boss, I, I don't know what I thought. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, what have you done about the assignment I gave you, Billy? The assignment? That private club I want held up. You were supposed to take care of that, remember? Gee, boss, I, I didn't know I was supposed to remember. No? No, I, I told you, nobody can get into that place without a key, and they keep changing the lock. They keep changing the lock. I know, I heard you. Billy, I think we can manage to get you and a friend in. In fact, I don't know how you can hold up the place if we don't. Gee, boss, I don't either. I'll think of something. Well, whatever you say, boy. There's one thing I do want you to remember, though. What's that? Wait till I put this extra car on the track. There. Now, Billy, if anybody gets in your way while you're carrying out the assignment... Yeah? See what's going to happen to this train? Yeah, I, I see. Well, see that that happens to anybody that gets in your way. if I do. My secretary told me you were outside and wanted to see me. What about? I'll tell you, Mr. Markham. Oh, that's nice of you. Ha, ha. D.A. with a sense of humor. What'll they think of next? <laughs> Markham, what would you say if I told you somebody was going to kill me? I'd tell you to go to the district attorney. Don't overdo that sense of humor thing. I'm not kidding. I'm sorry, Miss Frayne. Make it Gracie. Everybody calls me Gracie. Makes me feel more at home. Uh, <clears throat> who is it that's going to try to kill you, Miss Frayne? Oh, so that's the way you want it. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Markham, I'm seeing at the 456 Club. According to a phone call I got this morning, I'm supposed to quit and go over to a joint called the Golden Key Club to work. Or else. That's what the man said on the phone. Mm. Now, look, maybe I sound like I think this is a gag, but if I do, because my voice is a good actress... What do you mean? I'm scared. Good and scared. Guy on the phone sounded like he meant business. You were supposed to quit and go to work at the Golden Key Club. Golden Key. Hmm. Who are you calling? My friend, Philo Vance. He got a golden key in the mail, and he found a dead man clutching a golden key in his office this morning. This may all tie up rather closely. Officer Philo Vance, private investigator, Miss Deering speaking. Who? <laughs> Markham, Ellen. Oh. Vance there. <laughs> yes, he is. Hold it just a sec, and I'll connect you. Hello. Hello, Vance. This is Markham. Oh, hello, Markham. Vance, I think I've got a lead on that Golden Key murder. Good. What is it? There's a club called the Golden Key, and there's a girl in my office who's been threatened, and all of this may tie up. Well, thanks for letting me know. Have you found out who the man in my office was? Oh, yes. I was meaning to call you. His name was Prescott, Joseph Prescott. Uh-huh. Very rich, semi-retired, and no enemies, so far as we've uncovered to date. Vance, what are you going to do about the Golden Key Club? I'm going to take Ellen and go there, of course. The club called the Golden Key is probably the real key to this case. Very pretty. Who said you could come in my dressing room? Who said I couldn't, Gracie? Go run along home and play with your toy trains. Well? I got a show to do in a couple of minutes, and I haven't opened up yet. Mm, me, 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 mm, What happened this afternoon, Gracie? I did what you told me. I you went did. to the district attorney. 
put on a big act about what would happen to me if I didn't quit singing here and go over to the Golden Key Club. That's what I was supposed to do, isn't it? How good did you make your story? I'm a performer, ain't I? I did great. Not too scared. At first, that is. Go on. Clowning a little about it so it would sound like the McCoy. Then I stuck it <coughs> out. Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> you were a good girl, Gracie. You've helped me a lot. Well, what was the idea of choking me? What's the big idea? I said you were a good girl, Gracie. You did what you were told. Yeah. That was just to teach you what would happen if you ever changed. <laughs> Here you are, driver. Keep the change. Thank you. Uh, just a second, Ellen. I'll help you out. Thank you, Vance. There we are. Well, so this is the Golden Key Club. According to what a certain singer told Markham and what he told me, this is the address. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like much from the outside, does it? What is it they say about a book in its cover? I don't know. I don't listen to gossip. There's the doorman. <laughs> Fine place for him. Isn't he supposed to help people out of cabs? All depends on what kind of a doorman he is. He happens to be a doorway doorman, not a cab doorman. Well, let's just hope we get in. We have our golden key, remember? The one that was sent me through the mails. That guy in your office had a key, too. And look what happened to him. Shh. Hello, my friend. Is this the golden key club? Could be. Hmm, informative, isn't he? I have a golden key that was sent me. I presume that entitles me to admission. Let's see the key. Oh, here you are. Never been here before, have you? If we had, do you think we'd come again? Ellen. Well, no, my friend, we haven't. This key was mailed me. We mail keys to a couple of prospects every week. People we think might like the club. Yeah, I'll change it for one that'll open the both doors. Yeah, you are. Thanks. Just open the street door, walk in. There's another door inside. Same key opens it. Thank you. Come on, Ellen. Oh, uh, just a minute, Vance. Hmm? I uh, don't like the looks of the character coming this way. Golden key club, huh? Well, this looks like a real nice place. I think I'll go in here. Hold the door open, buddy. Mm, he means you, Vance. I know. Come on, Wait come a minute, on. you. This is a private club. You can't go in here. You've got the wrong uniform to be ordering people around. You ain't no cop, you know. On your way, Crumb. I said I was going in with these people. Nobody's going to stop me. Nobody but me. <laughs> you. Oh. Oh. That takes care of the doorman. Okay, buddy, let's go in. You got a key. I saw you get it. What makes you think I'm going to give it to you? Now, look, you've seen what happened to that doorman. You don't give me the key, I clip you and the doll and me go stepping inside. He means you, Ellen. Well, at least I'm a doll. If I were you, friend, I think I'd keep walking. Okay, you don't take me in with you, I take the key away from you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. oh no. <sighs> Nice work, Vance. Thank you. Good thing this place is on a side street or you'd have a crowd cheering for you. The only applause I want is yours, Ellen. Why, Well, but... there's nothing to stop us now. Let's go in. Oh, let's not. Let's make it some other time. After what happened out here, how can what goes on inside be anything but dull? Twenty-four black. Twenty-four black. Make your bets, please. Make your bets. How's it going, Tommy? Good. Good, Mr. Maley. Golden Key is sure doing business tonight. I know, but uh, how are we doing? About even. Some of the suckers are getting lucky. Well, stop. <laughs> Everybody got their bets down. Let's go, please. All right, Tommy, watch it. And keep watching it. Leave it to me. 
The number is three. Three and black again. Number three, black. Make your bets, please. I'll be in my office, Tommy. Call me if anything happens. Yes, sir, Mr. Mary. All right, folks. Make your bets. Pick your number and make your bets. Please make your bets. Everybody stand right where you are. Nobody move. Stick up. Everybody stay where you are and shut up. My friend of me ain't carrying these guns because we need exercise. That's better. Now, all of you turn around and face the wall. That means everybody. You're being smart. Very smart. You. You who was working a roulette wheel. You. You mean me? Yeah, you. Go through everybody's pockets and throw everything you find on that dice table. Dough, watches, jewelry, everything. And make it quick. Well, well, I... enemy ain't got all day. No, not me, bud. You got the wrong... Oh, look! I guess he didn't have the wrong guy after all. Oh. All right, shut up. Shut up, you hair, and stay that way. Well, you all get what this guy got. Now, everybody, empty your pockets. That goes for you dames, too. Throw your handbags on that table. Now, step on it. That shows I ain't kidding. Hurry up, get up that door. Yes, Markham, I understand. Shortly after I was at the Golden Key Club, there was a holdup and a man was killed. An employee of the club, Vance. There must have been thousands of dollars lost in the robbery, too. It seems to me this all ties in with the murdered man I found in my office and the girl singer who came to see you, Markham. Other than the fact that a golden key is concerned, I don't see the connection. Neither do I at the moment, but I guarantee there is one. Perhaps the individual who owns the club where that Gracie Fane was singing heard about the threat she got if she wouldn't go over to the golden key and decided to put the golden key out of business. That's possible, of course, but hardly likely. It doesn't explain the murdered man I found or the golden key that was sent me. No, I admit it doesn't. Tell me, how do you explain the Vance? I, Markham? I haven't the slightest idea of the tie-up. But I'll tell you this. I will have, just as soon as I see the owner of the Golden Key. This is District Attorney Markham. The Golden Key murder case opened in Philo Vance's office with the finding of the body of a man, a Golden Key clutched in his hand. A girl singer told me about a club called the Golden Key and the threat she had received. And only a few hours ago, two unknown men held up the club and robbed everyone present after shooting an employee. Vance has gone to see the owner of the Golden Key Club, a man known to us as Al Maley, and is probably... Is this an official interrogation, Vance? That remains to be seen, Maley. Uh? What I want from you is some information. What kind of information? The district attorney seems to think that your efforts to get a singer named Gracie Frame to work at the Golden Key might be the reason your club was held up. My efforts to get who? A singer named Gracie Frame. Didn't you threaten her if she wouldn't come to work for you? I never even heard of her. Mm, that makes a difference in Markham's theory, if you're telling the truth. Why, of course I am. You do have somebody who dislikes you, don't you? Doesn't everybody? I'm not talking to everybody at now the look, moment. Now, look, Vance, I run a gambling joint. That isn't exactly legal. I made a couple of enemies, one of them a character named David Wagner. Know him? No, but I will. He's an operator, but he's been a little too quiet lately. Stays home and plays with his toy trains all the time, I hear. Oh? Tell me two more things, Maley. Did you send me a golden key the other day? Do I look silly enough to have done that? No, no, you don't. Thank you. One other question. Did you know Joseph Prescott? The man I read about who was found dead in your office? 
Yeah, I knew him. Anything else? No, my friend. That is, for now. Just a minute. Where'll I turn these off? I'm coming. Yes? Hello, I'm Philo Vance. You and I have some talking to do. Have we? Yes, inside your house. You're David Wagner, of course. Yes, I am. I don't know what you could possibly want with me, Vance. I've done nothing. I'm here alone, playing with my toy trains. It's my hobby. I'm a very dull conversationalist, please. Oh, I'm alone, are you? That scream came from this room. Stupid thing. Well, looks like I've interrupted something. Take Get your hands off of that here. girl, you. Get out of here, Take friend. them off before hey, I... Hey, what's been happening in here? Gee, boss, I, I was just... Hey... This is the guy that clipped me down in front of the Golden Key Club the other night when I was trying to get in. He's the same fellow who has all he can do to stop from doing that again. We were just trying to kill that girl. Oh, now, come, Van. What makes you say that? What makes me say it? I heard her scream, didn't I? I came in here and found her being choked, didn't I? Being choked? Just a minute. Gracie. Gracie. Yes? Were you being choked just now? You really weren't being choked, were you, Gracie, darling? Were you, Gracie? No. No, I guess not. Now tell me she wasn't screaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was, but I wonder why. Why were you screaming, Gracie? I... Did you see a mouse? That's it, you saw a mouse in here, didn't you, darling? Yes. That's what it was. I saw... There. You see, Vance? I see, all right. I see that you convinced her that she saw a mouse. And you've convinced me that I smell one. Officer Philo Vance, probably... Never mind whole routine, Ellen. This is Margaret. Hi, D.A., and thanks for interrupting. <laughs> no trouble at all, Ellen. Is Vance there? No, he isn't. He called a little while ago and told me that he had just left a pretty smooth article named David Wagner. Wagner? Who's he? Well, all Vance said was that he was smooth, he played with electric trains, and that he is the vital man in this Golden Key murder case. Well, that's something. Where's Vance now? He went back to the Golden Key Club, but he wants you to stay away, and that includes me, too. He said he'd phone here in a half an hour with some very special instructions. Let me know what they are, will you? Mm -hmm. That is, if they concern me. Sure thing, and they'll concern you all right. Vance sounded as if he knew something. If he knew something, Ellen, that's all I want to know. Opened up again, as you can see, Vance. The holdup hasn't kept many of your customers away, Mr. Maley. That's right. I've spent the past half hour walking around and watching the play. Very interesting. Did you try any of the games? Oh, I took a chance at Shimon Affair. And how'd you make out? I won four dollars. <laughs> Remind me to fire the dealer. <laughs> He's probably so remorseful he'll quit. <laughs> Mr. Maley, uh, where's your doorman? In my office. Why? I want to see him. Do you mind? No, not at all. Come this way, Vance. 
Mr. Maley, I have an idea that if I can get proof that your friend, David Wagner, had this place held up, I'll also be able to convict him of the murder of the man in my office. Really? Yes. In here, Vance. All right, Joe. All right. This is final Vance, Joe. The doorman you asked about, Vance. Oh, yes, I remember him. How are you, Joe? I live. If you can call it that. I can. Mr. Maley, I want from you a list of people who have received golden keys from you. All right. We keep files and records. Good. From you, Joe, I want to know what happened the night those hold-up men... I'm being treated, and I won't stand for it. Uh, please, Mrs. West. I won't. I tell you, this place is crooked. I've uh, lost a thousand dollars in the past hour. Now, now, I... one, one moment, please, now, Mrs. West. I'm my... sure everything can be straightened out satisfactorily. Look, Would you wait just a moment? I won't back, Mr. Maley. Uh, I want it back or I'm going straight You'll to have me. to excuse this, Vance. I'm, I'm, so I'm sorry it happened. My you know, of a... course, that uh, we have no crooked games. Oh, On the contrary, Mr. Maley, I don't know that at all. The woman I is perfectly right. Your games are crooked. I noticed that myself. But I can't worry about it right now. I'm much more concerned with a murder case which is just begging to be closed. <laughs> sure you've got the right David Wagner? Yes, certainly. Mr. Vance gave me the number himself. He gave you my number and told you to call me? That's right. I'm a secretary, remember? I told you. Vance has something he wants you to do for him. And what makes him think I'm going to do something for him? Uh, he figured you'd say that. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. He said to me, Ellen, if Mr. Wagner wants to know why I think he'll do as I ask, just ask him one other thing. And what's that? Vance said to ask, uh, don't you think you'd better? This is it, Markham. At least I think it is. The answer to the golden key mystery? That's right. When we get where we're going, I'll give you the answer and the proof. Where are we going? To a parking space near that bridge. We're going to watch a meeting. Between whom? David Wagner and Al Maley. One of whom is guilty. That's right. Mm -hmm. But it's proof that I want. Oh, by the way, did I ever explain what happened with that blonde singer in Wagner's apartment? How you interrupted her being choked? Yes. Not completely. I'll tell you now why she was being choked. Billy, David Wagner's little helper, took that chore upon himself when Miss Frayne decided she wanted to tell you that her little speech in your office wasn't exactly factual. You mean when she said she'd been threatened? Yes. Then Wagner did send her. Then he's Wait the... just a minute now, Markham. Look over there in that other car that stopped. See those two men? Wagner and Maley. Yes. Uh, let's go. Markham, in the robbery at the Golden Key Club, a lot of jewels were taken. You were good enough to show me the list. It was published in the newspaper. So it was. I know that whoever plotted that robbery is behind the other murder. And I know that whoever plotted that robbery realized the benefits, the money and the jewels. One of those men in that car has part of the loot. If you say so. I also say this case is about over. Hello, Wagner. Well, Vance. Fancy meeting you here. You brought the district attorney for company. Yes. Hello, Maley. Hi, Vance. Mr. Markham. Hello. I understand one of you two gentlemen has some jewelry that doesn't belong to you. Is that right? Hold it, Markham. All right, Wagner. Hand it over. Come on. Okay, if you say so. So it's Wagner we want, eh? You are, Vance. Thank you for this lovely necklace, Mr. Wagner. You're welcome. Recognize it, Markham? Hmm. From its description, it's part of the loot taken in the Golden Key Club holdup. And David Wagner here had it. That means only one thing to me, that he's responsible for the holdup and the two murders. It shouldn't mean that at all, Markham. What it should mean is that the gentleman next to him, Al Maley, is the man responsible. 
He's the man for you to arrest for robbery and murder. Well, Markham, it's time for me to tell you this complete story. Do I sound expansive enough? Yes, I imagine so. Do I sound attentive enough? <laughs> Definitely. Here goes. First of all, we had the murder in my office, the murder of Joseph Prescott. I'll clear that up now. Procrastination will get you nowhere, Vance. <laughs> yes, I know. Prescott had two golden keys, Markham. Al Maley's records show he issued two to him. Well? Prescott mailed me one key, then came to my office with his other one in his hand to prove to me that he had sent me the first one. Reasonable enough. Al Maley killed him in your office? Yes. While my secretary was in the hall somewhere, Prescott waited in my office. Maley had followed him there and killed him. Why? Because Maley's Golden Key Club was a crooked gambling place. Prescott had been cheated, and he wanted me to do something about it. Well, that ends the Prescott incident. Now let's get to Al Maley's second murder. First, let's get to David Wagner. Wagner wanted Maley's Golden Key Club put out of business. He thought you'd investigate if he sent that Grace Frame girl to you with a manufactured story about being threatened. When I investigated and saw it was a gambling place, I'd close it. That the idea? Yes. In the event that that plan failed, Wagner intended to hold up the place. But Maley held up his own club. We know that now. But how did you know it? I had Ellen call David Wagner and enlist his help. He called Maley and arranged the meeting, which you and I interrupted. You see, Wagner told Maley that he knew Maley had held up his own club. And Wagner said he wanted the diamond necklace as his reward for keeping quiet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's how Wagner happened to have had the necklace when we came along. But don't you see, Markham, the mere fact that Maley had the necklace, part of the loot taken in the holdup of his club, proved he was responsible for the holdup. Of course. Uh, what put you on the track of Maley, Vance? A lot of things. One, he was running a crooked gambling club. Two, it would have been almost impossible for any stick-up men to get into that club without keys. Three, I wasn't sure at all, or I wouldn't have had to have Wagner arrange the meeting with Maley. Well, and honestly spoken, Vance. It was an inside job, all right, with Al Maley right in the middle of that inside. Yes, Markham, he's in the middle, but we're at the end of the Golden Key murder case. <laughs>
Welcome back. Well, a really good case. I thought the hook was great. And there was some really funny dialogue. I, I really cracked up when the doorman asked if they'd been there before and Ellen shot back, do you think we would be back again? And I mean, that was just funny. Great delivery. And of course, I enjoyed the tough guy moments from Vance. So overall, a fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now let's go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to John, Patreon supporter since October of 2017, currently supporting the program at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thank you so much for your support. And that will do it for today. If you're not subscribed to the podcast already, please do so. You can subscribe on your favorite player, including Apple Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, or the Amazon Music Store at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Philo Vance. But join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the next part of the Cronin Matter when... Lived here all my life, never been out of them. It's Miss Atherton, not Mrs. Oh. She's the missus up in the bed. Even if she is a widow. Little Dolly. Mrs. Cronin. Till death do us part. Did you know Barnaby Cronin, Miss Atherton? Yes, I knew him. Of course I knew him. I worked here. Oh, yes, you were here then. What kind of a man was he? Like any other man. Not according to Dolly, Mrs. Cronin. She apparently worshipped him. Still does, in fact. Dolly's always worshipping something. Everybody was always worshipping her. She had us all dancing to her tune and without even trying. You knew her back then? She was born and raised here in the village. I thought everybody knew that. No, that's what I missed. Well, we used to work together, waiting tables at the summer hotels around here. That's where Jason Prell saw her. Told her she ought to be on Broadway. She left the town the next week. Didn't come back again till after she and Barnaby was married. And she got him to spend a fortune to build this place for her. Well, I guess he had the fortune to spend. Oh, yes. She married well. Count on Dolly for that. Always got whatever she wanted and never even had to ask. Things were just given to her, always. Yeah, probably so. But she's been pretty generous herself. Like uh, keeping you on here, for instance, when the house has been closed up for years with nobody using it. Oh, she's the dancing darling, all right, right to the end. Well, now, if you... I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.